Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended, so warning for that too, you idiots. Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form Experience Grand Podcast. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just fucking get into it. So I didn't want to lose that train of thought I was on. So hi, people. You're coming in halfway through a conversation before we set it to hit record. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome for leaving out half the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Is that just gone to the annals of time? Uh, I mean, yeah. And right. the annals of time. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about, you would never be in a band, Ryan. I would never be in a band. Unless. It was called the Ryan Demers Band, because a band is nothing but compromise, and I wouldn't want to, like, go into something and give my fucking 100% to 25% of my vision, you know? Oh, I see. Like, that just is a waste of my efforts and and my my time. Like, if I'm going to be doing something, I want it to be, like, whole hog. Like, I'm going to be fucking doing weird shit from the 80s, probably, with synthesizers. I was going to say, you're, you're totally but, a synth kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, totally just David Bowie rip-off bullshit like everybody does nowadays. But yeah. I don't know. It'd be what I'd want to do. I wouldn't want to be in a band and, and cover, like, fucking Smash Mouth songs or something. So that's two different beasts. I will agree with you. I, I did it once, and I vowed to... Hopefully never, probably until I'm like 45, 50. I, I hate cover bands, man. Sure. I hate being in them. I hate seeing them. You hate seeing cover bands too? I mean, for the most part. Is it's... it because you feel bad for the musicians? No, it's just I'm usually at a bar mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm there to just kind of hang out. And it's harder to hang out and have a conversation when there's music playing, sure. especially when it's live. This is true. And I'd rather have like the shit just on a jukebox in the background. I know I'm a picky asshole, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, man, this isn't even my original point. I just hate cover bands, but huh. I'll probably do one when I'm in my mid to late 40s and 50s because... You know, I don't hate on cover bands. They make money, is the they thing. They do make money. And that could be a nice way to make easy money. Because, again, they play in bars, and when you're drinking, you want to hear what you know. Yes, you don't want to hear about... Also, clarification, I am in the complete minority when it comes to cover bands. <laughs> People fucking love cover bands. Oh yeah, I mean, Especially I kind of do. I mean, I don't love them, but drunk, I'll definitely. I'll, white people. Oh, love yeah. a cover band. Uh, since ten, I was a middle-aged white person. Yeah, Thank you, you have very been. much, Kyle. You've never <laughs> aged outside. Of t- you got bit by a middle-aged vampire at ten. Yeah, I got no powers. I just you had just turned into a half of man. my life yeah. sucked out of me, and I've just lived with that hole <laughs> for twenty years now. Awesome. <laughs> uh. So I fucking brought all this up, though, because the name of your band caught me off guard. The Ryan Demarest Band. I mean, well, that was off the cuff. But it would probably be like the Ryan Demarest Experience or something. It made me immediately think of Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) That's what it would be. (laughs) Because to all... Number one, I mean, you named it the fucking Ryan Demarest (laughs) Band, which Dave Matthews Band, number one, is the Or the Marshall Tucker Band, or... There are many other but name aren't Mar- bands. Marshall and Tucker like two different people? Or no. is that one guy? No, I, that... I mean, it's a band of more than one person, but Marshall Tucker is one person. They, it's, usually, it's not like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. It's very or... prevalent now in like country music because you have like the Zach oh, Brown band. Yeah, that's right. All that shit. Uh huh. I, I hate that. All Anyways. right, all right. I will. I... It doesn't have to be the Ryan Demers band. I will. I will concede to like. 
like Morris Day in the time. I'll go Ryan Demarest and the Sensations or something like, I like that. that. Like I'll do like I'll do I that. Also, I don't I don't hate the Ryan Demarest project because you got the Alan Parsons <laughs> project. That's cool. But I'm focusing on this Dave Matthews thing because I've been watching a lot of drum videos on YouTube as I do. Drum videos? Yeah. Okay, not like, art. People playing drums and just different things. And I stumbled upon this one dude who I really like. Okay. Uh, I can't think of his name, so don't ask me. Damn. Maybe I'll leave. That would have been a real nice plug. I mean, terrible, is it not? Oh, my God. This is the worst episode ever. Now we're recording. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder where we... Uh... I wonder where we were at. Hey, guys, it's Ori in the Blind Forest. I really liked it. Ryan didn't. And we're not going to fucking have that discussion again. So this fucking episode is going to be about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Let's talk about that, buddy. Are you sure we even have experience grinding? Yeah, because we're six minutes in. So hello, everybody. For some reason, when I switched away from the recorder, it decided to pause recording. And this thing stopped at six minutes, and Ryan and I have been talking for the last 30 minutes about Ori and the Blind Forest. And we're not doing it again. We could do, like, a 20-minute... We talked about Dave fucking Matthews band forever. We did. We did. In fairness, we lost the Dave Matthews band. No, I think the Dave Matthews is Is on there. No, we went on for, like, 20 minutes into that, right? I didn't switch from Dave Matthews talk. Damn, I thought I had some good shit in that one, too. You you had good I actually thought I had coherent, good, cogent points. On Ori? On everything. I no. thought I was really nailing this episode. The so Dave Matthews shit is there. I'm so sorry about Ori, man. Ah, uh, that's okay. But Fuck in fairness, man. I don't think it's bad. I don't. No. I just All think right. it's We're very get back into flawed. It. So, the big things that we agreed on was the final fucking run through okay. with the bird chase is bullshit yes. because it doesn't... Sh- Here's when I was playing. I was like, this thing is making me rely on mechanics that it hasn't shown me since like the first section of the game. And sure, it showed them to me, but yeah, it hasn't reinforced those. I've been on a completely different journey since then using different aspects. Yeah. And every like hour or so you get like a new ability that forces you to play the game in a very different way from that point on. So you're constantly learning to play the game in a new way for several periods of times. And then that bird fight is like, you're going to have to do everything you ever learned at different times. And you're not going to have any reaction time. Like, you're going to have to do it on the first go. Yeah, or, or you're, you're done, fucked. And you're starting and then, all over again. Yeah. There's no checkpoints through. Yep. In a game that actually I will praise. This is, I think, what they do fucking great in this game. The checkpoints. The I checkpoints love are very generous. That idea is And that you can make your own? Brilliant. That's really cool. Yes. Here's that's the thing. brilliant. I hated it for a long time because I was so used to relying on an auto checkpoint system. Uh, I would go super far without fucking saving. I did too up until Oh, the man. End. So many times that burned me in the ass and I'd have to yeah. start so far back. And it's like, shit, man. So were you just doing it because you forgot about it? Yeah. because Oh, I was doing it to like hoard. Be- oh, like, no. I, I've got like that bad thing where I'll end any RPG with 99 of whatever items you can have. All the healing because potions. Because I'm saving it. Yeah. Beca- I, I might need you, it well, later. What if you need it? So that's how I played most of this game was like, I might need those saves later. So I didn't end up using the checkpoints up until probably the, See, the knew, ruins. I know we had infinite checkpoints because it's based off your energy. Yeah. And very early on, I leveled up that energy to where it only cost a half of one of those to make a save point. Uh, so I didn't have a problem making them. Yeah. But I just w- would forget that I could do it. And 
Yeah, it was, it was really bad on my part. See, I went all offensive right away. See, like even in Castlevania, like on the map, it, it showed you the red room where the save rooms were. Symphony of the Night, I should yeah, say. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And so you know where you're coming from and how far you've gone. And you know if you need to push it and all that. And like I don't know, in Ori, I just kept getting so lost in the, the exploration and mm-hmm. the movement style that like I'd forget and I'd see a new thing. And be like, oh, this is cool. I can do this over to this and yeah. switch off of that thing and. And we're like, oh, fuck, I fell on a spike pit. Shit. <laughs> rewind 15 minutes ago now. Yeah. Well, not even rewind. I wish it was rewind like Prince, Prince of Persia. Persia. That, well, I mean, that's a way to do it, too. So I think about- that's the only thing that would make that final bird fight okay. I don't know how that even got through playtesting. I know, man. That's even some horse shit. That's, so, like, that's real bad. The things that really fucking suck on the bird fight, the last one, because you fight a couple times, which, by the way, is the tree a dick? Does it kill its babies? What is up with that? Well, maybe, maybe my interpretation is the bird is bad, but it's also a, a bird, and it has a baby, and it has family. But like the good light tree kill was trying to get rid of all the bad stuff. So it's like this weird. And this is why I say the story is garbage. It is kind of garbage. It's very because hard to it follow. Because it means nothing. It's yeah. just, it's, it is literally just like, it is a balance between light and good, dark. Sorry, light and dark. The dark has taken over the force. The light has to get rid of it. And the big twist is the big bird that's been chasing him this entire time. He's still a bad bird. But he's got a family see, and emotions. I you, didn't see you it like get that. it like, emotions. I didn't see it turn evil until like two of the babies get killed, and that's when like the eyes turn that glowing blue. But they were red originally. Like before the babies died, they all had red evil demon eyes. Did they? Yeah, br- okay. yeah. And then they turn dead white. And I only know this because I played this motherfucker several <laughs> times last night. Because I did not utilize my checkpoints well. <laughs> okay, good. Um. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with the story is shit. But I also say, like, the story is always kind of shit in these games. Like, in Castlevania. Oh, okay, no, I agree. You uh, got to kill Dracula. That's horrible. Surprise. Uh, it's, and I, Metroid, it's yeah. like, oh, uh, you landed on this planet. This uh, is, But there's a Metroid around. This is better than Symphony of the Night. But I don't think the story is anywhere near as engaging or interesting as, like, Shadow Complex. Even Shadow Complex is super basic. It's, it's basic, but it's more interesting than like... I've played it recently. The Dark okay. Shadow made my friend dead, and so now I'm going to follow the light that tells me to. Well, the Navi, because it's fucking just Navi. This, yeah. I don't know. I think this game's a little unoriginal the, uh, in a lot that it does. I mean, it kind of is. It's very basic. And it I, is. I think I don't think it's supposed to be anything substantial story wise. Here's the thing: like, I think it visually, looks like Rayman. Like, visually, I, I think... thought it looked really fucking good. Visually, yeah, but and, but it's not anything Rayman hasn't done. No, and musically, it was fucking fantastic. That orchestral score yes. really got me a lot. I think, and this game was primarily made. It shows off that gameplay, and the gameplay is really good. Here's it's it's. So good. It's incredibly tight. It's incredibly responsive, and it's everything I want. You brought up Guacamelee a couple times. I want to talk about Guacamelee because, in my opinion, and you said you like Guacamelee better than this. I, I do. Think that was lost in the previous not recording. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. That's why I'm bringing it up. It's a callback to try. Fuck, <laughs> man. I wish we had that time. 
We're not gonna do Ant Man and the Wasp. We'll just we'll no. we'll carry on. Yeah, we're doing we're doing Ori. I've I've already decided. Yeah, we're, we're just fuck it. I'm just sad that we lost it because we did have some great discussion going. I thought so. And I'm I fucking so. pissed. I mean, what are you gonna do, man? Nothing. I'm really not that pissed, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. Um But in Guacamelee, what I remember, so it's very similar to Ori in all of these. You get a new skill. Yeah. And then you use that skill to navigate parts of the world that were previously inaccessible. Mm-hmm. What I remember in Guacamelee is that it was more complicated than it is in Ori. And what I mean by that is Ori, every new thing you get is a button press. Whereas from what I remember about Guacamelee is that it became combos almost. I remember there's like an yes. uppercut that you get that you yeah. have to do like the Ryu fireball motion to do. I hated that. Because eventually yeah, sure. you get so many that... And there's certain sections where you have to do them in specific orders right. where it gets more complicated. Whereas like Ori, it's it's very natural. Like the Y button latches on to a red enemy or projectile and it launches right. you in one way and the projectile that way. R button, you know, will grab you on. A button is jump. X button is attack. It's all very simple and intuitive. And I remember fighting right. towards the end of Guacamelee, and that's what I hated about Guacamelee is towards the end. You are not wrong. It really ramps up, and it is everything you said is correct. Like Guacamelee is combo based. Every you do skill the combo you to learn break through the wall is like a do the down, combo to jump, down, yeah. right, right, and then B or something. Yeah, essentially. And, and you're right. And then they do switch in like when the yellow guy's up, you have to do this specific combo. When the red guy's there, you have to do this specific combo, and they mix it up. You are 100 percent right. I will take that. I will take <laughs> that because I think in Ori, because everything is very simplified and maybe you didn't have this problem, but I typically do in these games where you have like A does many things. It's many things, but depending on the direction you push, how long you hold the button, I feel like the context sensitivity caused me to fuck up more times in Ori and die foolishly because I thought I was clinging against a wall per perfectly but i wasn't and then i slipped and died as opposed to guacamelee which is like when i die it's because of me it's because i didn't know that combo because i didn't execute that combo right i and and maybe that's unfair to ori sure but uh (laughs) (laughs) but i just i i would prefer to have a little bit more control over that instead of kind of one or two buttons and then a direction doing everything because there are going to be times Especially if you use a joystick, you're not going to be pushing perfectly left and you're going to slip and hit up or down. And so you end up fucking doing the butt stomp down into a pit. Sure. Because you're fucking doing that. So I I don't. I agree. You're right. But I just I I prefer. I prefer what Guacamelee does. A game like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. A game like Metroid. I thought I thought it was fine. Metroid, I think, has shit controls. I've never liked any Metroid game. I like those, though, that you can. You can rely on the D-pad more. In Ori, oh, sure. as much as I wanted to, I played it primarily with a joystick. <sighs> you ha- kind of have to. You kind of do, especially when you're getting in those angles. The 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 jumping into the projectile and then bouncing yeah. away and aiming yourself, you have to do the joystick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tried to do the D-pad for the jumping because I was getting very frustrated with hitting down by accident. Yeah. And then you I get to those sections, that... and you can't. You like you literally cannot play those with a D-pad because you can't get certain angles yeah. in between like forty-five and ninety degrees or whatever. It's uh, 
don't know, man. I totally agree with what you're saying about accidentally pressing down, but I guess it just happened to you a lot more than it did me. I think it, it happened to me like two or three times. Man, it did for me two or three times in the 10 minutes I was biting a bird once. Yeah. Uh, it like, never happened it to, happened to me quite a bit. It happened to me a couple times where I'd like launch myself down into spikes or the uh, the lava on the mountain. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I said artistically this game is fucking great. I think uh, it has... Um, I think the art is beautiful. Yeah. I think the art direction is uninspired. <laughs> is w- what I will say. I, I don't think it's particularly anything interesting. Much in the yeah. same way Titan Souls is just like, well, here's your fire environment. Here's your ice environment. Here's this environment. And it kind of feels just generic. Even the enemies, too. Like, this I feels generic. The They're just fucking blobs. I can or remember birds. what it looks like is the uh, the frog dude. And that's because you fight so many oh, of them yeah, from right. so long on. But, like, I totally I could agree. only think of the fucking blobs. Yeah. I can think of so many enemies from Castlevania right now and so many yeah. from Metroid. And that's just off the top of my head. I can't really remember any from Guacamelee. Well, I can't. There are a bunch of like human-sized fighters and demons, skeleton people, skeleton people, and then you got like a oh, dragon yeah, fight it's and some Dead other things. Yeah, and, and like that's another reason I'll give Guacamelee the nod because I think their art direction was more inspired. Like it just feels and looks better. There's video game nods and references. It just feels like a love letter. This feels kind of like. What a Meryl Streep movie coming out during the November, December movie season would feel like. Like, Just you're fucking working for an award and you don't really have your passion or heart in it. This that's what this game fucking feels like. Yes. I totally agree with you. Yes, Kyle. It is very competent in its gameplay and controls. It's Oscar bait. Everything else just feels kind of by the numbers indie bait. It It would have been more indie bait had it been fucking 8-bit retro 2D style graphics. That's the only but way. That's only just like <laughs> a half to a full tick up from where it is. I totally agree. Like this I didn't this even whole think about that till just now and now is, I'm like, man, fuck this game. I don't say fuck this game. I like it for what it was. I accepted it for what it was. And I really liked it because for the most man, that fucking gameplay is so rock solid. And that's it's really good. the number one thing I look for in a game like this. Yeah, And I was going to bring up two other games I've played in a similar style recently mm-hmm. that completely fucking let me down. One of those is Hollow Knight. Oh, yeah. That's I've right. heard nothing but fantastic things about Hollow Knight. As soon as I beat Ori, yeah. I installed Hollow Knight because I own it. And I didn't like it the first time I played it. And I don't fucking like it this time because the controls are just not there. It's very floaty. Hmm. It's It just doesn't control the way that I want and I don't like it. And there's not enough feedback in what sure. you're doing. Like I said, it's it's very floaty. Even the attacking, yeah, it's I don't know. It just doesn't work, man. I've not played it, so I can't really say anything. What's the other one? I, I is can't, it Celeste? No, I want to play Celeste because that's the only other one I've really heard a lot of a plum about. Fox, you're like a fox. It's like you you are a fox in this game. Yes, but you're like a anthropomorphic fox. Is it? 8-bit, 16-bit, hand-drawn? It's hand-drawn. Huh. Uh, it's a Metroidvania style? Yeah, I'm looking it up, and I'm not using the fucking computer. This fox rocks? 
No, I Sorry, have it on Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. I'm not looking it up. It's bringing me Metroid and fucking Star Fox shit. Oogie boogie oogie oogie. <laughs> it's also not good. Like, it's uh, it's more like Guacamelee. I think you would like it. Oh, this other one. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know, man. Or like the movement just feels so fun, and the the only parts that do frustrate me are when you don't know when you can do what you can do. Anytime this game implements a time limit of any yeah. type, I think it's a bad thing. Because I, I think like, the joy of this game is in the experimenting and exploring and just jumping so, around and finding the... More so than like a lot of games I've played recently, Like I've been really compelled to find all of the yeah. ability orbs and that. Because I think generally it's very fun. And I, I the game is very portal-like. And that, like, each room or each area you're in feels very unique and different when it comes to how to solve them. Like, it, it, it's a puzzle game and almost, like, you learn new parts to a puzzle and then they're like, well, we're going to give you a puzzle this way and then this way. It feels very um, the ones Nintendo that don't in that, that aspect. The are when they introduce wholly new concepts. Like, we yep. talked about with the Forlorn Ruins and this completely new yeah. navigation system that you have. That has never been shown to you before. They don't explain anything at all. And they all. throw you right into the fire on yeah. it. It's not like, oh, here's a little one you can test. It's like, yeah. oh, you've got to go all the way over here yeah. and then know that you can walk 180 degrees on this block and jump and it'll take you the other way. Yeah. Never shows you that. Yep. It's terrible design. I, I agree. agree. It's it's and it's a it's an aspect of video game design that I don't think a lot of people really think about or praise, but like that kind of guidance is what separates a game from current year from a game from like the fucking 90s. Like yeah. we've had Halo. We've had these examples of how to guide a player without fucking painting an arrow. This game doesn't use any of that shit. It is it is literally a new mechanics introduced. You're going to die until you learn it. And that's it. And that's fine. I kind of I only had the issues on the Forlorn Ruins and Forlorn. I'm mostly like, speaking about from yeah, Forlorn Forlorn Ruins. That's like onwards. the worst part because I I really I think, think there are some part, rooms in Mount Hoder that are really bad too. But like up to that point, it has done a really good job of actually showing you, yeah, up and until giving that point. you a yeah. playground to sort of mess around with this stuff in. I agree. Up until I those agree. two, yeah, I agree. Well, I, I thought you were saying for that. the whole game. No, no, no. It's no. Just, it's just okay. it's from that on and then they just completely abandoned that well i also think a lot of the i don't know if they don't i don't know if they really do do a good job of guiding you or not because i think up until you get to the forlorn ruins it's pretty kind of obvious what to do yeah like and not because of anything they're doing but just like hey i can pull up my map and there's a big section over here or you pull up a map and you see you have to go to the tree which is all the way to the right. So, hmm, in the game world, I probably just need to go the right direction. You and there'll, know? there'll be something that is blocking so you. And it, it, I don't yeah. know if they even are really doing much to guide you earlier on. It's just I think it becomes really no noticeable like when they implement those big, big changes later in and the again, game. And again, here's my other fucking complaint about the Forlorn Ruins. It shows you this giant game-changing fucking mm. mechanic and then never shows it again. Again, yeah. that's like the uh, that's what I'm saying with like the other aspects. Yeah. Like, yeah, when you true. get the feather, it shows you a lot of floating sections to get you used to it, yep. and you can recognize those as you go on. It shows you these fucking weird gravity blocks, 
and then never has them again. Yep. It's honestly, it should have been implemented in the boss design or something. Just somewhere. Anything. Yeah. Or yeah. shown up again in Mount That's Horu. Portal 2. Portal, one of the greatest game series of all time. Almost made my top five Portal 2. Mine too. Uh, I love it. Uh, they do that. They yeah. introduce like that white paste that makes it makes you able to put a portal down anywhere. And they bring it back for the final fight when the moon's revealed. And you're like, wait, that moon's white. Can I shoot my portal up There's there? There's no way. And you do. Yeah. And it works. And it's fantastic. Well, and I think they even... That's good game design. They also reinforce I, it because Cave Johnson talks about how I'm pretty sure these oh, paints are right. based on like moon rocks. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. It's like, they you wanna, it's even like more. putting that in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, moon rocks. That makes all the sense in the world. And then you see the moon. You're like huh yeah the and like i don't know anybody that didn't and, and also like camera wise like lead you like yes it Here's does the moon yeah and you're like and you know yeah. what else they do they give you time because i didn't right away go shoot the portal yeah it took me a few seconds i'm like the moon and then i shot it yeah and ori you'd be dead because they don't give you that you'd be dead fucking like time. three times yeah and that's uh, it's, uh, it's unfortunate. So it's this really weird thing. I didn't look up this developer at all. I don't know, but it feels like a I first time up, effort. But I'm not going back to the Wikipedia page. I wouldn't page because we don't want to lose this. But I, I feel like this is. It feel maybe even if it's not, it feels like a first time effort, and it feels like they have some kinks to work out. And and this game, like I said, maybe on this podcast, maybe on the one we lost. Who knows anymore. It could have been and should have been stopped at the first one. Like, there's no reason the world needs an Ori 2. Oh, I see. Because we're getting Ori 2. We're getting Ori 2. We don't fucking need it, though. But but now I'm kind of excited because I think they can take what they have here, work out those little kinks, and I think you'll have what is essentially a perfect 2D platformer. Because I think it's really close. They're just some real frustrations in that last 30% of this game. I avoided the fuck out of this game because of Hollow Knight, Guacamelee, and the unnamed Fox one I cannot think of the name of. Because I yeah, I strive for a good Metroidvania. I fucking love them. It's one of mm-hmm. my favorite genres outside of JRPGs and first-person shooters. Yeah. Love these. They fucking speak to me. I just love to explore and run around and kill shit. I saw Ori. Ori's been pretty hyped for a long time, and I was like, fuck that. I'm not playing these. I've been burned. I don't care. You were the one who started this, right? Like, you you started playing in a little bit, and you're like, we should do an episode on this. Well, I got really into it, because I saw a fucking, for some reason, it was years after it came out, but Donkey just did a video on it. Oh. And he actually showed me what the game was, and I was like, wow, that looks really fucking cool. Okay. So then I, I was going to ask what made you want to give this a chance. Finally, I, I picked it up on the Steam Summer Sale for like two bucks. Oh, that's worth it. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll try it. And then I had it, and again, I didn't yeah. play it forever, and I was bored. And I was like, oh, I'll install Oriole and check this out. And I just—that's why I skipped the tutorial because I was like, I don't fucking care. I just want to play this game. To... I just want to play this fucking game. <laughs> and I went into it, and I started playing it, and I played it for like two hours that night, and mm-hmm. I didn't. Even, I was like, yeah. Holy shit. Where yeah. the fuck did that time go? So I got really into Ori really early on. And I think outside of those few minor fuck ups really bad at the end, mm-hmm. it was a really fun journey to get there. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. I feel it does 
it kind of puts it on you if you die and you're so far back because of the fact that you can make your own sure. save points. I and agree with that. You're really not using that MP for anything outside of making save points. You can do that explosive thing. I rarely did that. I did. I did, did it either. The first time you encounter that like floating sky wheel that shoots the balls at you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, that's just for when I get the ability to jump off projectiles. So I don't need to fight that thing. Yeah. And then I never use it again. I think the big design failing in the bird fight at the end. So there's that part where there's rocks falling. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could fucking shoot off of those rocks because... That took me a few times. Every other thing that you can shoot off of, of this game glows red. If yep. you, it's, I mean, you might not have known, but it's, it might have been a subconscious thing. But the enemy projectiles... Or yellow or something, but they glow. You, they yeah. give you an indication. These those rocks boulders don't do that. And that was yep. fucking throwing me... I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? Yep. It's, it's 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 when the fiery ones come and you go in that little U-turn hole. Yes. And come out. That's exactly it, man. Yep. I didn't know what to do. That one fucking stumped me too. I and got stuck there yeah. for fucking ever. Yeah. Like yeah. getting up there, like I might have died a few times from the bird, but I understood. I was like, oh, I need to do this. That one took me for fucking ever. It did too. And I, I was stuck yeah. there for probably like 30 minutes like you. Yeah. 30 minutes only to beat it. And then see everything up until the screen goes white. I think the light from the tree starts emanating. The screen goes white. My system crashes. And then the save is brought back up somewhere in Mount Horu. Uh, And I just went, fuck this game. There's no reason. I didn't get the 100 point achievement. Really bummed about that. But at the same time, like it's just not worth that fucking stress of going through that goddamn fucking bird fight again. Yeah, that sucks, man. It's so bad. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm not super bummed about it, but I, I was kind of pissy. Yeah, I, I would have been too, man. Because I, like it, I all right. So everybody knows I finished this last night. Like I was like kind of on the deadline of getting this done so we could talk about it today. So that stress was probably already there. Yeah, mounting like I need to get this way. fucking done. I need to get this fucking done. So that was probably making that bird fight so much worse. But like after 30 fucking minutes of banging my head against this to then have to do it again. And that fuck you. No, yeah, I here's the thing. fuck you and fuck this. Don't, nah, don't fault you at all. Totally agree. <laughs> you did the right thing. Yeah, it's, uh, you didn't miss much. I'm probably going to bring it up in like a year from now. Yeah. And beat it and do it so I can get those points. <laughs> I started a, another but, game right after I beat it. Yeah. Um, I think I would do that too. Is it a new game plus, or or no. you start fresh over and it starts fresh over and it's you're gonna fucking think I'm dumb, but I'm I'm chasing achievements on it. Mm-mm. So this I don't game, think you're dumb. This I understand. Game has one achievement though, which is gonna be fucking infuriating. Is it the under three hour thing? No, I can do that easily. What's the thing that's infuriating? You have one life. Fuck that, man. One life. You're not going to try to do this. I am going to try to This do is going to be the end of you. <sighs> Prepare to play no game ever again. If you die, though, that's it. It's done. Yeah, because you can't really save. Like no, you, you can save. Can but you cheat the system? Can no. you save and then die you and then cut been, your Xbox off? You could have been Ori, and you might be able to because you're an Ori. But I got the definitive edition for I've free. got the definitive okay, edition, Okay, so too. that one, they, they took away safe scumming. So it recognizes uh, if you die, even if you saved, no, you, you've died in this game. You have dude, to start over. 
I don't know why you want to do. This. I don't either, man. What is this weird itch? Have you so have you been trying this? Very casually. I'm not pursuing it very hard. How far have you gotten before dying? Uh, so I haven't tried the no death run. Okay. Because from what I understand, it's also on the hardest difficulty. Fuck, man. So I'm playing the hardest difficulty now, but I haven't played for a while because I've been working on The Witcher 3. So yeah, I can okay hold up my fucking end of I saw some bargain. Darksiders too recently. I here. have been playing Darksiders. Yeah. Uh, to talk about with you and Brooks at some time. Yeah, it'll be fun. So, that could fucking be a Halloween game. Could be. And I was, man, uh, fuck it, we're on camera. Uh, my next weekend off, you want to come over and start Siren? Yes. Let's do yes, that. Yes, that would be good. Wait, so is that next weekend? That will be next weekend, not this weekend. I think that should work. Okay. I'll yeah. let you know. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. But we'll make uh, it work. anyways. You know words. I don't even know words. I only know that. Uh, I think that's a, that's Ants Go Marching, right? I think so. We're yeah. Going back to Dave Matthews. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we lost like half of our Ori talk. So you got half of it. And now we're going to fucking fluff this episode out and talk about Gen Con a little bit. Oh, yeah. This Something like, that nobody will know about. Well, some people will appreciate. Maybe. 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 We'll see. There's a lot of people that listen that are super into board games for some reason. Yeah, this is one thing, though, because I remember sound engineer Andy and I talking earlier on about, like, a board game podcast or something, like, or board game videos. I'm like, I just don't know how you make those interesting to talk about. Yeah. Like, I really don't. Here's the thing. Like, my favorite YouTube channel, Funhouse, they have a board game section that they do. I don't fucking watch it. It's probably the worst. (laughs) The Game Grump people did that, too. The table flip segment. Yeah. And I tried because I like board games and they were playing a game I like. And I was like, this is not fun. No, I want to be playing it. Yeah. It's way Can't different it. from video games. I don't know. Surprising. Yeah. Very Surprising weird. Surprising <laughs> that a video versus a static piece of entertainment would be more engaging to watch. Weird. Crazy. I wonder if there's an algorithm for that. Fucking algorithms. Algorithms. <laughs> I just realized that they're Al Gore isms. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Is this a conspiracy? Because he invented the internet. It's a nod to him. Algorithm. 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 Tell me that's not the fucking thing. You hear it too now. No, Algorithm. I'm going to hear Al Gore every time I hear algorithms. <laughs> God damn it. Hooray. That's Bear. it. Pack it up. <laughs> End of the show. Man- I got what I wanted. Man, Bear Pig is real. <laughs> All right. Uh, Gen Con, buddy. So Gen Con. What are we talking about with Gen Con? Well, this is, well I've not done it yet. So No, but the, you're going. What's, what's what, the, what, Why the fuck? What's the like, scoop? Why do you do it? Uh, Because I host a board game night every month in which a bunch of ding-dongs show up and only play Catchphrase and Jackbox. Yeah, it's funny, so right? So I want to play something else yeah. board game-wise. <laughs> And this is the the weekend to do it. This is where I get to kind of do all my really, really like in-depth board games. Board games that take longer than an hour and a half to two hours to play. I get to do that. I get to see new games coming out. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a fun little environment, and I get to spend a lot of money on games. Here's the thing. It's great. I love... Capitalism. Woo! I love your board game night. Yes. I'm always on board with you. I want to get deep down into this shit. Yeah. But I feel you and I both usually read the feel of the room. Yep. And that's and the issue. And it's like, well, we're losing people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's bust out catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. I know, man. Yeah. And I love it. Like, and I do too. Like it ends up with catchphrase or Jackbox and those are fun, but it's also at the same time. I'm like, I agree, man. Y'all, y'all people, you can't handle just like 10 minutes of fucking rules. Yeah. 10 minutes is all you got. You can fucking sit there and drink while I give them. Someday my, maybe even the next one, my buddy Michael is wanting to come and he's very, very into board games. I think you will like him a lot. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and in fairness, I think by way of deduction, you can figure out who's who when I refer to, but like we have people there who do want to play games too. Like Brooks shows up. He's ready to do like a fucking game. He knows like um, Alex and and Blake. Yeah. They they came over. They were ready to. Maroon, I think's game for everything. He's down whether, for a whether he's really, you know, there yeah. or not is another thing. But like, he gives his heart and soul to fucking any game that's out I there. I know, and it's watching fun him do play. catchphrase and have like near heart attacks, <laughs> like giving clues. Fucking one of the greatest. What I love pleasures of my life is how uh, like great Brooks is at everything, but how terrible he is at he's, catchphrase. He struggles so hard. Oh, him man. and Maroon, they are, both they're competing. I, I love it. I love playing with both of them. It's a like it's genuine. Unlike when you play with Hartman, when it's this force thing. <laughs> yeah, Hartman's the king of the stretch out the timer until the yeah. last second, telling a goddamn story to get to the word I love, pie. I love playing with Brooks though because I feel like I get him. And I understand. I get his you a lot. You do. And you're yeah. almost never on his team. No. So it, it usually ends up being like this thing. And and him and him and Maroon both, they just get into it. I think they get anxious. I think they get anxious because of that super that bad. ticking. That's the ticking, ticking and they know. That, like, that's it. Like, that does the man. Everybody's looking at you like, come on. What's, wait, what do you got? What yeah. is the answer? I think the right answer is to be like Hartman and not give a shit. Oh, man. And just be like, here's the clue, man. Whatever. You get it or you don't. No, he doesn't do that though. Well, I'm saying take yeah. take the not give a shit from Hartman. Not Ugh. his way of giving clues. Okay. That's okay. dumb bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I get very into catchphrase though. Catchphrase is good. Catchphrase um, is good. Don't you... get the adult version. It's a waste of twenty dollars. It is. What the fuck are you looking forward to at Gen Con this year? This is your third year in a row going? Or fourth? Fourth? Okay. Maybe it's the fourth or fifth. I don't know. I've been going almost every year since I've been in Indiana. Okay. I missed one year early on. I'm going to say it's your fourth. So probably my fourth year. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. What are you going for, though? Are you, are you looking for anything? Are you? Are there any board games on the horizon? No. See, and this is, this is interesting to me because I think we did a podcast on Gen Con. We've done two. Did we? Yeah, we've done one each year that we've had the show that you've done. No gone. shit. Uh-huh. Okay. We're not doing I, one now because I'm talking I about thought it now, did, so. I thought we did. I thought we only did one. All right. Well, anyway, uh, you're like the one who brought up like Scythe, like that big fucking board game. Oh, and yeah. And you're like, I heard about this. It's going to be a Gen Con. You should play it. But whatever. And like you were much more into the know than I was. Like I don't look I don't at know. games coming up. I don't, I don't know, I do. know anything about anything. I just go and see something that catches my eye. I, that's what I do. I, I, I honestly just walk around. And I look at the games and I see like kind of what components are out there, like what looks fun, what looks like it has like good art design or whatever is going to draw me in. And I also just kind of see like I keep an open mind for like what would be like a good fun party game? Like what could I bring to game night that we could play? And those also end up not getting fucking played 
But like when they finally do, it's like Spyfall. Yeah. You know why I knew that was going to work? Because I fucking played it at Gen Con yeah. with a bunch of fucking random people. And it was that a lot of we're fun. into it. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's with the board thing. Games, you just got to. You have to release. You have to let yes. go. You got to get into it. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, it's going to. Everyone has a learning curve. It's not like video games where you can jump into a video game and pretty easily know what you're going to do. Like. You jump from first-person shooter to first-person shooter to first-person shooter. You got an idea. You know what's going to be Especially up. Since the Halo. buttons might be different, but you can figure that out uh, maybe real they're quickly. They're usually not even that different. No. No. They usually stick to the same template. Because it works. That's not the case in board games. You can play a... Uh, I don't want to use too many nerdy terms. Uh, you can play a... Uh, I'm not going to use any terms. I've decided. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I was hoping you just say, fuck it. No. Here's terms. Nope. Nope. I'm going to keep my cards close to the chest. Fuck all y'all. I'm not going to share any of that. Um, But like those big Warhammer type games. Oh, say, sure. With yeah. like the little miniatures and the armies. I don't actually even know what those are called. Um, I think probably tabletop RPGs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, um, like those games. There are like dozens upon dozens different types of Warhammer games. Sure. And each one has probably a 20 to 40 page rule book that are drastically different because you have to stand out. Unlike video games where it kind of makes sense to just borrow those mechanics, board games I've noticed are very, very different from one another because they don't want to be like, oh, well, that's just catchphrase, but with this. Or that's just Warhammer, but with this, I there's there's a little bit bit of that when it comes to like the licensed stuff. Like you'll see Rick and Morty does this quite a bit. Like I think there are like five or six different Rick and Morty games, and they're all based off of previous games. It's essentially just like, well, that's Coup, but with Rick and Morty, or that's Steam Park, but with Rick and Morty. Um, but otherwise, I think they're very very different. So it is this weird learning curve. And I, I completely understand people not wanting to be into that, but for me, like it's something I I get into. Like I'm cool with that. Like I don't mind learning new things. It's the same way with like um. Oh, when you're growing up and you'd play like Civilization or something, and and there'd be like long screens of text telling you exactly what to do, and oh, you yeah. have to click through over and over again. And I know a lot of people who would get through two screens of that and be like, civilization's not for me. I'm done and give up. And and there are people who just don't play those games because it's just too much learning. And and that appeals to me. I like that. And I that's actually civilization. If you can get down on civilization and games like that, you can get into board games. Yeah. Civilization five is one of my favorite games. I mean, it's essentially a board game. I love Civ five. They're yeah, great. they are. <laughs> I've always loved Risk. As a, oh, yeah. as a kid, I have a very nice Risk set in my bedroom. It's one Ooh. of the few board games I own. Nice. I like Risk a lot, it's too. It's like all carved out of wood. Ooh. It's very fancy. Um, Are you an Australia man? You got to have Australia. <laughs> That's what everybody fights for. Oh, man. That's I. Not at the young household. No? Oh. Nobody goes for Australia over there. It's like you you talk Australia strategy in that household, and they're just like, "What are you talking about? Australia's for simpletons. You never go Australia, Australia." Blah, blah, blah. So do you go Australia? I go Australia them? every fucking time. Crush them? No, never. I'm always like second. But what? that's the point. I'm not the worst, and I don't care. That's also another thing too. I'm not super competitive when it comes it's to board so weird, games. Like I I don't claim to be, 
Oh, dude, you so are. But I find myself you to be. You fucking so are. I'm very you, competitive. You say it. You'll be like, bring out catchphrase. Let's have a good time. And then you are the one who's <laughs> fucking into it and like keeping everybody on point. Like, listen, Laura, listen, listen. Hey, hey, listen, clues. Like you get fucking into it. I do like catchphrase. And I, I like other board games. Like if I'm playing, I play to win. Sure. I want to win. It feels good to me. I guess. But it's and weird because the way Laura plays and a lot of people play I there's something I you just I want actually, people to have a good time I think yeah I think you're probably not the minority in the situation like I think I am but I like most people play a game to win yeah I I play the game because it's um I mean here you go here's something fucking personally honest like I don't socialize well with people. Like it's hard for me. <gasps> what? Shocker! Uh, I don't like, fucking believe this. Board games are kind of a way for socialization to happen a little bit easier yeah. for me. So like I don't mind if I win or lose or whatever because it's how I have good um, interactions with people. How I'm able to like bond with my friends better than like if we're to just like talk in a room somewhere. Like if you give me two hours. With beers and friends in a room with nothing versus two hours in a room with a board game with friends, I'm going to prefer that board game situation because I don't know. There's something about the game atmosphere that just makes me open up a little bit more easily. No, no. That's it. Well, you have a good point because you've had some fucking weird people at your house for these game nights that I've mm-hmm. never met in my life. True. And I get along with them once the games start because we, you work, to, you have to work together. Yeah, and it it's a very nice thing. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm a weird dude too, but <laughs> you've had some fucking weirdos over, and they're nice guys. They're just very socially awkward. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, socially awkward. No, socially awkward. So they do. That's that's, eh. that's day people. That's. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So. How much would you say you averagely spend at a Gen Con? Not including ho- just on games. Uh, just on games, probably two to three hundred. Okay, not really too much. Like I know, I've seen people do much more. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people that save up all this year. Is for this is their trip. Like yeah. this is their big thing they do. Like these people with families who fly out and drive out. They're like their forties or fifties. I was like. I was drunk at a TGI Fridays or Applebee's or something. One of the Gen Cons. Like, it was a Friday night. And this is one of the years Laura didn't go with me. And I was staying at somebody's house in Indy, who was a friend of Laura's, and hooked me up with a bunch of booze and maybe chocolate milk and some other stuff. And so, like, naturally... I had to watch the dogs in return. So, like, half... Oh, okay. I remember this year. This was the first year you went. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so halfway through the day, I'd take a break, go home, drink a little bit, watch, let the dogs out, then go back in. Um, And I ended up needing to get dinner. So I grabbed some TGI Fridays by the convention center. And I was talking to a guy and uh, he said he had spent, and this was maybe like only day two out of day four, $3,000 so far and was planning on spending much, much more. Jesus Christ, dude. This is like the racket that is board games because like you have so many like you think DLC is bad and like people want to complain about Oblivion horse armor like that's literally board game bullshit like that's what board games do like they 
pay $20 to get like this alternate art of a card for something like doesn't really matter. It doesn't do anything. But it was designed by this guy, number one card designer in North That's America. That's Don't you it. want that one? That's But it. you can only get it at Gen Con. This is a promo card with art. It doesn't change the game in any way, and it's the same as this card, but the art's slightly different. And, like, there's things like that. I mean... That you pay your price and foot for. Any of those miniature games, like Warhammer, fucking oh, fuck say that. goodbye to all yeah. your money. This is why I never got into That's it. That's why I Always haven't either, because I love super Warhammer. Cool. I looks love, super fucking cool. Love Warhammer. Did you I'm ever a- go to Games Workshop when you were a kid? No. We had one in a mall that was, like, an hour and a half away, and I went to one, and they had, like, those big tables with the armies, and they were pushing with the rulers. I'm like, this is the best thing ever, Mom. We have to do this. And then I saw, like, one of the little starter packs of four figures was, like, $40. I'm like, I'll never have this. No, I'm sorry. Well, I guess this Goodbye, is out of my, army. my class range. I shall never lead you. This third world citizen will be going out of your store now, Games Workshop. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't really know where else to fucking take Gen Con, man. Yeah, I don't know where we were going with this, having not been to Gen Con. <laughs> I just wanted to fluff it out, man. Well, I mean, we could fluff, fluff, fluff. So, catchphrase is your favorite game. Yeah, of all time. And risk. W- what else is up there? Uh, I really like. I mean, I think everybody knows the Jackbox games are a fucking yes. hit. Yeah. Kudos to those. I like. You don't know Jack in general. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If we're talking specifically board games, uh, Risk was great. I really like Spyfall. Spyfall is good. Yeah. Spyfall is a lot of fun. Um, I'm not so much into House on Haunted Hill. But a lot of people yeah. are, and that's fine. Maybe it's just because I haven't played it enough. Have you, um, another big thing at Gen Con that is not just board games is like the, the tabletop uh, Dungeons and Dragons type of stuff. Yeah. Like the fantasy role playing, like you're a person and you're going on a quest. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> are you into those have you ever played something like that have you done that uh, we've talked about it before i'm super into them never played once in my life you're I've, into them so you're into the idea of i've always or? wanted to play a dungeons and dragons ah. campaign see no i thought you had played no man never once ah. i was the first one was going to be this like one weekend off thing with your buddy who That's we were right, doing Brandon. through google and then I actually ended up. Oh no, that was Shane. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had to work. Unfortunately. That ended I, I up got, being real fun. I know. I'm sure it was, because man. I, I don't know who listens to this or what. Brandon, I've done games with both. Brandon is very straightforward. Uh, he's the guy with glasses who shows up sometimes. Yeah. At the game night, definitely strikes me as very straightforward. Yes. Nice guy, but very nice, but very straightforward. Rigid. And like we've got a path we're going on. And this is what's up. And Shane so much the opposite he was he kind of breaks the game to put fun in it too so like you've got your die rolls and he's like say what you want to do and you get this number and you do it he's like i'm gonna kick that guy's head off into the other guy you roll an 18 you do that and then you roll and if it's an 18 like that's how the story progresses and he'll like work like the weird so that's shit, a good fun dungeon shit master. In. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, you missed out on a fun one. I think my guy ended up being essentially Drax the Destroyer. Okay. And my only goal was to drink, and I didn't care about any party member on my team. Like, I had no allegiance to anybody. Tell him to set up another one, damn Betrayed it. Trade him right away, as soon as I could. That's <laughs> exactly the way I would play. Yeah, and that kind of shit's fun. It's You know what it is? It is 
the board game equivalent of uh, Allied. Uh, fuck that StarCraft uh, checkbox. The Allied uh, in StarCraft when you have the teams. Yeah, you have that one checkbox for like Allied. Allied damage. Allied off. I can't think of the terms now, but you would be like, yeah, it's seven versus one computer. And then you would turn your allied thing off and you would go against them. And you'd be like, yeah, I don't know what's up. I think it's this guy. It's totally pink. Fucking destroy pink's base. They did it. They're the ones. But so you're in their base. Because that's I've played Civ five that way online. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to play any of those games. And we've played it. (laughs) It was like a, a group of us and we were playing on Steam. And we were also on chat. So the nice thing was that, like, you're vocally saying one thing, <laughs> but in Steam chat, you're you making be behind the scenes deals with, like, other people. So you're like, oh, yeah, Casey, you and me, we're going to team up. We're going to crush it. And then I'm immediately writing Andy, like, hey, bro, let's fucking crush <laughs> Casey. And it was so much fun, man, because it's like real life espionage shit. You're saying one thing and you're it making is. behind the scenes deals. It is. I would like to get more board games like that. I feel yeah. Spyfall is kind of that it's way. It's on the verge. Yeah, yeah. it's a Spyfall and Coup. And I love those I love games where well, you can man. lie and yeah. kind of deceive or play the game however you want. Like you can play the game <laughs> completely straight and honest. And sometimes you'll fucking win. Yeah. Hartman wins every fucking time playing straight and honest. <laughs> Here's the thing I love about board games with you is that. You and I have this history and this relationship <laughs> that no matter what, every game is basically it comes down to me versus you. I'm trying to fuck you over and you're trying <laughs> to fuck me over. And I love that part of it because we're also trying to play with each other. But it's like, oh, man, fuck this guy. Right. Just do that. And you get Ryan. You are. You and I are the easy targets, too. <laughs> yeah. So I, like we're we're the teachers helping everybody. Yeah. We're like. If you don't quite know what to do, hey, you should attack Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's probably the guy. Who's, yeah, it's okay. Look, I'll show you how to do it. I attack Kyle for five <laughs> or something like that. Well, also not, we're also targets because everybody's there because of us. you or yeah, I. Yeah, they know us. And so they're like, <laughs> they'll either be friendly with me and they'll be like, yeah, man, check this out. Fuck Ryan. Or vice versa. It's like, man, I only know Kyle. So fuck you, Kyle. I'm yep. going to gain points with everybody. Yeah. And that makes it more <laughs> fun, too. I think that. Is also a reason why you and I are kind of on this upper echelon. Even like games that yeah. I don't get or I've never played, I kind of grasp pretty early and I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right. So this yeah. is how we're running this. Yeah. Like Spyfall, I hadn't played it before that one time and I was immediately trying to cast nets. You were the only one that was like, nah, dog, don't believe Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> or like when we play Jackbox games. That's the I know most you fun. Yeah, all the time. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, you and I probably know each other every single time ours come up. But my greatest it's achievement a- was the one time I played you and I turned everybody against you. But it was me and I got all the points. I was making fun of my crappy beard. Uh-huh. And everybody voted it. And I was like, oh, they think it's Ryan. <laughs> and even you voted it. You're like, yeah, that's great. And I was like, yes. It was, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even care that I got everybody else's points. The fact that I turned you. That's what I live for these board games for, man. Yeah, I and that's something that really you can only get in these multiplayer type games. I'll say multiplayer. When you're with a not group, board yeah. games, but multiplayer yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah. Okay, you can do this in video games too. That's that's fun shit. And so that's why I, that's why I like Gen Con. God damn, games are the best, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Are you gonna go to any of the panel? Have you ever gone to any panels at Gen Con? No. No. No, I went to pan. I did the uh, the burlesque show last year with Laura. They had that at Gen Con. Yeah, it was. Did in you the see titties? Center. I don't remember. Yeah, 
I was pretty um distracted. You're pretty at lit. The time. Well, yeah, that and I had left like a uh, a sack of games I had just bought in a room that had been closed for the night. Oh shit. And then the burlesque show happened. So like my mind was totally on that, so I wasn't really even paying attention. So it was like a double disappointment, but like and it was fine. They had the games the next morning. No big deal. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Some wizard girl comes up and starts stripping. I, I'm not in this right yeah. now. Like, I don't care. I don't think there were tits. I think there were very tiny pasties. Yeah. Well, that's the way burlesque usually is. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, no but, nips. Yeah, there's no yeah. nipples. Oh, but... yeah. You see all of the breasts okay. around the nipple. Okay. Yeah. Burlesque is, it's always presented as classy. It's like, no, you're just fat chicks that want to get naked too. <laughs> I said it. I said it. You're not a. You're not saying anything too radical here. I'm not fucking wrong. Am I, I think that's like the the mindset. I yeah. think everybody just thinks that. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Donald Trump. He's making some interesting decisions. Oh man. Oh my God. Go out on a limb. <laughs> Andy and I like to make this constant joke. It's like I've heard about this Donald Trump guy. What's up with that? As if is that punching up or punching it's, down? It's punching equally. Because <laughs> I'm on equal footing of Donald Trump. Of course I am. Uh, Financially and power-wise. Checks out. Checks apparently. out. Um, checks out. Also fucked Stormy Daniels. I, I have. Ew. I have many times. Actually, she's not attractive. Man. You know those stories of band camp? Those, those bus rides? That's Stormy Daniel. Every time. Anytime Kyle got a bead or a handy. A bead or a handy. And one of his stories from Ole. <laughs> it's Stormy Daniels. Ryan, let, let's close this out, but let's talk about a couple things. Sure. What the hell is happening next month, buddy? Hey, you know what? One of my favorite months. It's crazy how much I look forward to this, too. I thought it was the stupidest idea when you came up with it. Originally. And I held my breath and I was just like, I'm going to let Kyle eat it because this is so dumb. <laughs> we're going to do it. And then when people are like, that was dumb, i would be like, yeah, that was Kyle's idea. But then. But it never happened. It was the complete opposite. <laughs> and I actually ended up really enjoying them. Not much. only you, but like for some reason, everybody fucking loves this thing. Well, that's to success, man. You have to be the first, the best, or different. Yeah. And I think Sonar Movie September is so different yeah. from anything else anybody does. Like, everybody will do a Halloween month. Everybody will do this and that. They'll do the games of the year, movies of the year. Nobody does a stoner. That's, that's, well, People fucking love working. it, too, man. Yeah. Everybody's seen a stoner movie, and probably a yeah. lot. And I'm learning there are a lot more stoner movies wow, than I right? thought. That's, yeah. That was the other takeaway. I was like, cool. Yeah, we'll do stoner movie September for four years. Yeah. And then it's done. And there's I was so looking, many, it's dude. Like, yeah. Even doing four fucking years, there's so there, many. There, there might be at least 10 years worth. But yeah, you said the name. We're doing. We're gearing up for stoner movie September. That's right. A huge fucking thing that apparently somehow only gets bigger every year. I don't get That's it. Right. Yeah. People love it, too. I also thought it was really <laughs> dumb. I think I came up with it when we were stressed for episodes and we we were out of games and hadn't done anything. Oh, that's right. And we couldn't finish a game in time. So we needed a like, lot of movies. Let's get a whole month of ah, movies. That's right. And I was like, <laughs> let's do all stoner movies in September. And we did. And it turned out to be a fucking winner. Yeah, it really did. And I I'm looking it. forward to it. Man. I dig it. 
I dig stoner movies September much more than the month that follows. <laughs> usually, because, I do too, man. Usually because they're always garbage games. Like absolutely, we've not the played movies a good... are fucking fine. I can deal with the movies all day. We've done one like, good game, and that was Resident Evil Four, and that yes. was a stretch to make it a fucking Halloween game. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But so, uh, so this year I've decided to talk about Grandma's Boy, which I think is a great pick. A very quintessential stoner movie. Oh yeah, and you have chosen one everybody of the best wants Billy some. Madison movies. Absolutely, yeah. Not as good as Joe Dirt. I think I don't know. That's a rough one. Grandma's Boy is really fucking good, though. Joe I was Dirt looking at has it. Also been sullied by Joe Dirt to American yeah, Loser. It has. Uh, I was I looking know. at the fucking Rotten Tomatoes. And it's so low on grandma's boy it's like both of them it's like 18 percent, whereas the audience is like 90 yeah the audience loves grandma's boy <laughs> i think that is like a quintessential cult movie yeah i i don't know why the critics didn't get it but that's one i liked when i saw it when it came out yeah and like i just saw it like two years ago and i still really like it we'll see if two years made the difference if, now if it holds up but like i still think i'm gonna enjoy i loved it. pick of destiny and then i remember we watched it last year and i was like this is not as great as I remember. You did not like it as much, yeah. 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 But you chose Everybody Wants Some. I did. Which is Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, right? a spiritual... That's it. Yeah. It's a okay. spiritual follow-up to Dazed and Confused. Which we've already covered on the show. Last Stoner Movie September. Mm-hmm. So I think only naturally we'll jump into the 80s with the baseball team. And one of them is a very much dedicated stoner. So I think it counts and qualifies. I've never seen this movie. I think... And I, you'll like it if I you like Days and Confused. I didn't ever get a stoner aspect from it. I thought everybody was just super into beer in this, based on the trailer. There's a lot of beer, but there's definitely more than one scene of bongs being All passed right, around and just having like a circle smoking and talking about stuff. The least stoner movie September we've talked about is... Dude, where's my car? Yeah, because there is literally no there is some. marijuana. In. No, well, there is not. Yes, There's, when they, they smoke say with they the get dog, shibby. when they smoke with the dog, they take the dog's pipe, and the dog gets mad when they use the pipe. There is marijuana smoked in Dude, where's my car? But it's heavily implied a lot of times. Do they smoke it though? I don't remember them smoking with that dog scene. I remember them taking the pipe. They and don't they, show anything. They go to light and it, and then the dog yeah. starts talking. I think it's because it's PG thirteen. There's they, there's not a lot shown. They do not show. Yeah. They heavily imply. But it, there is a fucking bullshit. weed pipe, and there's <laughs> weed shown. But yes, I totally agree with you. Weed a, that could be fucking any. What I'm saying plant. is, Dude, where's my car? Is the stretchiest stretch that we've had so far on Stoner Movie September. Agreed. From your description, everybody, everybody wants, wants some. Um, at least has it in there. Okay. Like that's it's a point in the movie. Okay. It is not Grandma's boy. Yes. But it is definitely, I would argue, on the lower tier of Stoner movies in relation to like how much. I think so stoner far, like, I think so far, Pineapple Express is maybe the most stoner movie because of the yeah constant references to marijuana. I mean, because it's all about Grandma's growing it. Also, going to be up there though. Uh, is it? I think so. Man. I remember there's a lot of smoking in the basement with the tan man and the guy from Africa. Yep. 
There's a lot of weed references all throughout, though. Oh, that's right. They also drink the tea. Yes, the grandmas they do. They smoke the tea. And he always, that's right. he always gets stoned before he works on his demon game. That's right. And he so, gets stoned and burns his hands yeah. in the oven. Yeah, but that's true. Okay. Let's not talk about that, because we're coming up to it. But anyways, I'm very fucking pumped for Stoner <laughs> Movie September, man. Yeah. And so that's two movies, but there are four weeks, Kyle, so... Hopefully, what happens with those other two weeks? Hopefully, these idiots go on the Facebook <laughs> post I made and give us some recommendations because that's that what we did last year. Facebook.com forward slash idiot. Yeah, <laughs> is that where you go? That's our, that's our page. Man, okay. I wish it was now. <laughs> we fucked up. We really did. <laughs> we still got a chance for this YouTube channel. We'll see. Oh, that's right. Once we finally get it named, it's going to be idiot. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I totally agree. Um, anyways, man, I got nothing else to fucking say. I'm fucking pissed that we lost that 30 so minutes of this show at the beginning. Yeah. I feel we recovered okay. In fairness, if the whole Dave Matthews band stuff was only eight minutes, then we may have only lost eight minutes. It's weird how much <laughs> chocolate milk affects your conception of time. Conception? So who knows? Yeah. We create time. Perception, man. That's Okay. I like conception Are you of time. Giving birth to time. I might be conceiving it. How do you know? Check out my time for twat over here. There's a better joke. There's a better. There's joke. a way better. Joke. I'm not coming to it. And yet. he's not coming to it now. We're gonna shut up now, everybody. We're out of here. Fuck <laughs> you guys. My name's Kyle. My name's Ryan. Eat shit. And <laughs> give birth to time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>